Hi guys and welcome back to Motor Up Sports. I'm your host Kenny Eaton and happy Wednesday guys. Friday we have a super funny, fun guest coming on, Jack Roos, for the first time. So Friday we're going to hammer away football, but today I wanted to hammer away basketball and some Lions talk. Remember, check out the Depop page. I have lots of different listings of vintage shirts. So Depop.com backslash Motor Up Sports. Also, I'm on Poshmark as well. So go check out the stores. And leave a five-star rating on top of um, YouTube, whatever you guys are watching on. Leave a five-star review, and let's get started. So, Lions-Bears this week. This will be a very, you know, interesting game. The Bears are on an eight-game losing streak. And, I mean, I'm looking at their losses, and none of these games are really even close. They're horrible. In the nicest way possible, they are awful. They lost to the Cowboys, 49-29. They lost to the Jets, 31-10. The Packers, 28-19. And then they just lost to the Bills, 35-13 at home this past week. The Lions already have a win against them on the season. So, I'm expecting a win. And I expect nothing less than a win. The same old Lions with Lane Egg this Sunday. I mean, this is really the telling of this team. I think that it's been a successful year. And I think looking back at where we were and in the beginning of the year where we were week eight, and then if you go even further back where we were last season when this regime took over, I mean, this is night and day. This is different than what it's been in the past. I mean, they're drafting well. They're signing smart, cheap free agents that are hitting the field and playing hard. The Bears really have nothing. They're a depleted roster. I mean, they kind of traded everybody off a deadline, and it's all Justin Fields. I mean, every play is a design run for Justin Fields. He's doing something. The ball's in his hands every play. And I think the Lions, if they can contain him just a little bit, they will run away with this game because the offense has been phenomenal. I mean, Jared Goff has been probably one of the best quarterbacks in, in the league in the past couple weeks. And, I mean, he's playing football, play, playoff football right now. In December, Jared Goff was first in interceptions with zero. Tied first in 300-yard games with three. Second in QB rating. Second in passing yards. Second on passing first downs. Tied third on 25-yard passes. Tied fourth in passing touchdowns. And fifth in completions. The Detroit Lions PR tweeted that out yesterday. You guys can't tell me that Jared Goff isn't your quarterback of the future, or at least for the next three or four years. He's been the perfect bridge quarterback, and he's bridges his way into a starting job for me. He's playing playoff football basically right now. Every game matters. You have to win every game. You have to play well every game. And how Jared Goff has shown up for every single game down this stretch. We're going to score the ball. As long as you hold fields under 28 points this week, the Lions will run away with this win. But you can't do what you did last week and let up 300 rushing yards because this is a team that can do it to you too. Justin Fields can probably run for 150, 200 by himself against us if he really is on a, having a good day. Goff's going to light it up this Sunday. I expect a huge game from him. I mean, they don't have – they trade away everybody on their defense at deadline, so I expect nothing less than a blowout win. 
And then here we go. And then, and then you're Green Bay. You, you got to look at all the other teams right now that are in the playoff mix. Vegas hates Washington this week. Two-point favorites at home against bad Browns team. A little strange to me. A little strange to me they're only off by two points. Are they that bad of a team? Or is Vegas just overthinking this game? Because this, this one's weird to me. The Packers obviously are favorites at home against fraudulent Minnesota. They'll probably get the job done at Lambeau. I'm not expecting a loss there. Now you got Mike White against Seattle, favorites on the road. It, it looks like if the Lions can win this game, they have a good chance of controlling their own destiny going into Green Bay. Because Deshaun Watson-led Browns team and how bad Deshaun Watson has been, I don't really expect a win out of Cleveland to go on the road and beat Washington. So I've said all year, I don't think Washington's a good team. I've never thought Washington's a good team. So maybe Cleveland gets something rolling, wins their last two games of the regular season, and we get lucky that you know Cleveland goes in and wins this week. The problem is you just need so much to fall into place right now. And playing in Green Bay, it's just never fun for Detroit. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, can Washington realistically lose a game is the million-dollar question. Because Seattle, I, I bet they lose this week. I don't like Seattle at all. I haven't liked them since the first half of the season, and they've been a collapse since then. I don't like Washington either. 17-point road loss to the Niners, 8-point home loss to the Giants, and the tie. They are 0-2-1 their last three weeks. Seattle, on the other hand, I mean, in their last three weeks, they lost by 14 to the Chiefs. They lost by 8 to the Niners, and they lost by 6 to the Panthers. They're 0-3 in their last three weeks. The Lions are 2-1. I don't care about Green Bay because we all know that you have to win that game anyway, so I'm not even focused on Green Bay this week. But those two teams that you have to jump are cold as ice. The Lions are still hot. They played a bad week. They laid a night. Sometimes you got to get beat down every now and then, bring yourself back up. I feel like this loss last week is going to make us better going into this week. And I think we roll the Bears. We roll them out of town. But you need your guys to play. I mean, the, I looked at the practice report today, and you had no Ragnow, no Kirby. No Deshaun Elliott, no Stenberg, and no Josh Reynolds. So you were pretty limited in practice. You were down quite a few players today. That's not that good. It's not good news. We we need Deshaun Elliott on Sunday. We need Kirby on Sunday. And I actually want to see JMO get involved this week because what's the point of not getting him involved at this point of season? It's playoff time. You got to play him. I'm done with this. You play him this week. I said 50% last week. I, I'll be fair. 50% snaps this week. Because we've seen it twice already. He's had a few plays downfield. And he's burned them twice. That one that Goff underthrew against the Jets. And then he burned that one against the Vikings to open up the game with a touchdown. He's a difference maker. You want to beat Green Bay. You want to beat the Bears. You want to win your first playoff game. You need J-Mo on that field. You don't need J-Mo on the field for six plays and three run plays. You need him on that field most of the game. Most of the game against Green Bay. Some of the I want to see him at some parts of this game this week. 
I don't want to rush the guy back, but at the same time, do you want to win football games and get to the playoffs, or do you want to be the same old fucking Lions and not play the guy? If the Lions were like five and nine or whatever, whatever the record would be right now, they have five wins right now. I'd be like, okay, well, you can play JMO, limit him no matter what. I don't care, just limit his snaps. But you're in the mix for the playoffs. Every game matters. You need your best players on the field, and you need to hit that field on Sunday. Also, I was looking at some free agent running backs because, you know, I've been talking about drafting one. But then at the same time, I'm, I'm like thinking, like, why would you spend draft pick on the running back position when you probably need defense across the board there? The guy I'd actually be interested in, I don't want Josh Jacobs. I don't want to pay a running back. I think it would be stupid to pay for a running back when you, when you need to pay defense. But a guy who I think he's not going to be too expensive, he's not going to be cheap, will be Tony Pollard. In a re-sign of Jamal Williams, I can live with that as my one-two backfield. Josh Jacobs is going to be so expensive. I mean, you see what Pollard does with a good line in Dallas. He's going to have a better line in Detroit. He's going to look incredible. I think that you got to take a look at Tony Pollard this offseason. That, that's your guy on offense you should you know, have circled as somebody I should look at. And then obviously DJ Chark bringing him back should be a priority as well. But right now, I, I, I think you need to replace Swift. You need to figure out a way to get a real running back in there. If Swift knew how to run up and down the field, I'd say Swift. Keep him. And I have no problem with it. If he wasn't hurt every single game, I'd be like, okay, Swift. You know, I'm good rolling my dice with Swift. He's no better than he was in the beginning of that Patricia era. And I mean, that's another epitome of a Patricia player. You see the difference right now between the Campbell and the Patricia players. Most of those Patricia guys are gone. Most of them. Like, you only have like one or two left. And I can think three. Decker, Ragnow, and Swift, I think, are your only three guys on offense that were from that era. Oh, I'm Vitae, but he's been out all year. I am, I'm looking forward to the finish of the season. If they don't make the playoffs, you know, I'll be disappointed. But at the same time, we've got to look back at where we were and just be like, okay, this was a phenomenal season. This team might have not done anything, but next year is going to be exciting. I want to move into some Pistons talk now. I mean, I was talking horribly about Dwayne Casey. Before that Clippers game the other night, I, I've i lost it with this guy now. You can't blow a 13-point lead with three minutes to go and then find a way to lose by 11 in overtime. I don't care that that's the Clippers. You can't do that. You're an NBA squad. Blowing a 13-point lead in college basketball with three minutes to go is completely different than blowing a 13-point lead at home in the NBA. That was embarrassing. I'm glad they got booed off the court. Look, I've been very fair on the Pistons all year. I've said, give it time, give it time, give it time. Well, we're entering the new year, and this team won't have double-digit wins. And I know, you don't have Cade. This might be the worst Pistons team, honestly, I've watched in my entire life. Um, and I've watched some bad ones. This is just brutal. I don't know who I want to see on this roster next year That that's on this team right now. Still, the core of probably Tate, Ivy, Duran, kill it. I saw five guys I want back next year. Look, I, I think this year you, you really messed up 
without when you didn't bring in a perimeter defender. You messed up there. You can fix it now. Deadline. You can start moving some of these guys around. I'd like to take a look at Kyle Kuzma. Look, I, I was not a big Kuzma fan in LA, but I think this roster he'd fit really well. He was on a generous contract, thirteen million dollars a year. It's a cheap deal for a guy who's putting up nineteen a game. He and I don't want to be a guy who says it, but you got to take a look at Miles Bridges. I'm not saying you got to go out there and sign them, but you got to assess that situation. Maybe eat the press for a few months with this because somebody signing Miles Bridges. And somebody's getting Miles Bridges at a very, very cheap price. And I truly think he would come home on a hometown deal on a cheap deal. The way I bring in Miles Bridges is I say, look, you, you can't fuck up again. One fuck up, your contract's torn up. We're not paying you anything. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't want him involved in the music scene up here. I don't. Look, I love his music. I don't need him involved in this music if he's in Detroit. Because I don't need him around the Detroit rappers. I need him focused on basketball. I need him focused on winning a championship, not focused on making his next song with Baby Trump. He needs no music. He needs no distractions and no bullshit. If he can come here and do that for me, I'm all on board of, Miles, of bringing in Miles Burgess. I'd replace my wings with Miles Burgess and Kyle Kuzma in a draft pick. The problem is with a draft pick is you now you're forced to play a draft pick. I'd replace Boyan. I'm done with him. I mean, try to get something for him. First round pick maybe for him, but I don't know what you can truly get for Boyan. Sadiq, move Sadiq. If you can flip your wings for Miles Bridges and Kuzma, and your lineup next year consists of Cade, Ivy, Kuzma, Bridges, Duran, and your sixth man being your draft pick this year, or you can even trade that draft pick. I don't know what you do with that yet, but if that's your lineup next year, I actually like that core. Because if your draft pick's really good, hey, Kuzma, I need you to come off as a six-man. I think that lineup gets you into the play-in and potentially into a playoff eight seed. You got to get Bridges, got to get Kuzma. Somebody's going to sign Miles Bridges, I'm telling you. And you have to eat the press with it. You have to. He's a piece of shit. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's a business there. And we've seen worse get back into sporting leagues in the past. A lot worse. I mean, I can name a handful of guys that have done worse than Miles Bridges and are playing or continue to play in their leagues. Somebody's going to pick him up on a very, very cheap deal. And I think he'd be willing to come home and play here. Bring, bring the two Flintstones back home. I, It's just frustrating to me that you're sitting in a situation right now where I thought you had a few pieces on this roster that were going to be good moving forward, like Sadiq Bay. I don't want him around. I'm sick of him. There's no reason why he's this bad. You guys can say the role change. You guys can make any excuse you want for Sadiq Bay. He's not a good player. Just face it. He's just not a good player. And the best you're getting out of him is late first. And I don't know if you even get that. He's a role player on any contender. He's like an eighth, ninth, tenth man. And I, honestly, I don't even know he is a rotation player on many teams. Because he's barely a rotational player on the Pistons. And, and this Pistons team is one of the worst teams in the, I've ever seen. The fact that he's backing up 
on a team this bad says enough about his play this year. Send him packing. Send Hami packing. Send Norman Noel packing. Send Boyan packing. Start firing this thing off. Because it, it, it's ridiculous. Long-term, I'm not concerned. Short-term, I'm very concerned about this team. I'm concerned about the coaching. I'm concerned about the roster we have right now and what we're going to do with it. And I'm just concerned with this offseason because this offseason is a very bad free agency class where you got to fix this at deadline probably. The problem is, is that you have another, you're going to have another top five pick next year. You're going to have to play a guy. You're going to have to play your top five pick over a stud free agent. Because what are you going to do? Having a top five pick this year is going to prevent you from getting a superstar this offseason. Because why would the Pistons spend on a 33-year-old superstar when they can spend it on a rookie contract on an 18, 19-year-old? That's what's so annoying is they're so bad that you're forced to draft again next year and you're not forced to spend. I want to see a lot of things change. I mean, I'm sick of... Boyan wants to think he's the number one guy. And honestly, he probably is the number one option right now. But him, when Kate comes back, that's going to be a shit show. I'm telling you right now. I don't want that. I want to replace it with Cruz and Bridges. Final segment today is Michigan State basketball. And we have some really good news. Um, Keon Coleman and Malik Hall are back with the roster. Hall's back on Friday. Keon's practicing with the team now. So, I mean... Can Keon Coleman realistically crack the rotation if he's that good and get minutes down the stretch? I mean, obviously, Izzo is saying it's about what Tucker wants. But you're so short-ended on players right now for MSU basketball. You have nine guys that I don't think it would hurt to move a four-star who, honestly, is probably a better basketball player than most of these bench players right now anyways and walk-ons. I'd like to see some Keon Coleman basketball action. I want to see him come off the bench and get some minutes. Because, I mean, it can't get any worse than Trey Holloman. It can't get any worse than Carson Cooper. It can't get any worse than Jackson Kohler. It can't get any worse than those three. I want to see Keon hit the floor a little bit and play some basketball with, with Michigan State, see what he can do. But now I have watched a lot of out-conference basketball. I'm safe to call it. Michigan State will finish sixth. In the big time. Purdue's going to finish first. Wisco's going to finish second. IU's going to finish third. Illinois will be fourth. Ohio State will be fifth. Michigan State's going to finish sixth. And right now they're projected as a 10 seed. I'd assume they finish around there. 8, 9, 10, 11. Which honestly is just like whatever. I said get into the tournament this year. And as long as they do that, I can't really complain because that was my expectation. We got a little too excited after Gonzaga and Kentucky Maybe they're much better now that they're healthy. I personally didn't even want to bring back Malik Hall till that Michigan game. I don't want him getting hurt again, but bring him back for Buffalo. Might as well get him him ready for that Michigan game. You got to beat Michigan. I mean, they're horrible. They are so bad this year. Like, unexpectedly bad. Like, there was, I did not think Michigan would be this bad. Like, in terms of, they're not even going to make the tournament type bad. You have to beat them at Breslin. That's always a tough game you got to beat them twice this year. 
can't be happy with a split because I think this Michigan team is so bad that if you can't beat them twice, you're horrible. We'll see. I, I just think we're coming close to that game. But I want to just wrap up this episode today. I'll be back on Friday with Jack. We're going to talk Lions and Michigan football. So I will see you guys then.